Welcome, my friends, to the latest edition of the Daily Gator Daily Thought Podcast. If you're left, you just ain't right. Edition number 406. It is Friday. I'm going to try to do this every Friday. This is free for all. Scatter shooting, whatever. Last couple days have been so much fun doing this. I haven't tried to fit two topics or three topics into 30 minutes. It's It's been liberating for me. And uh, I'll try to go into 30. It's going to be tough. I have some stuff to talk about today, some good stuff. Let's start out, my friends, with something that will make uh, make you make you smile. It really will. It will make you very happy, I think. Uh, now, where did I put it? On what tab did it go? Here we go. Uh Keith Oberman had some, well, he's always got some angry, bitter, distraught, disturbed thoughts to share. He's an angry man. I don't know why he's angry. Keith Oberman's a, a kind of an enigma to me because he was so good on SportsCenter with Dan Patrick. It was like much must-watch TV back in the day when ESPN was actually must-watch TV, when they actually had uh, talented anchors who presented lots of highlights from the game instead of blah, 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 talking head, more blah, 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 more talking heads. Uh, And before ESPN woke, but he, uh, he ran his mouth. And if you don't know, Megan Kelly of formerly of Fox news, uh, she has her own podcast now. And (laughs) Megan Kelly is hotter than ever to look at oh my god she's incredible but the more important thing you don't want to cross her you do not want to get on the bad side of megan kelly because she will unleash a beatdown on you that's epic and keith overman made the mistake of of saying some bad things about megan kelly and i wanted to play you what uh what she had to say in response to uh to keithy overman let's do this Lower the boom, get the ass whipping board out, get the whole, I mean the whole extra large size, family sized, jumbo size jar of shut the F up and give it to Keith Overman and give him a straw. Well, give him several straws because Keith really sucks. Uh, He is an unpleasant individual. And I think what it was, he was on Sports Center. He left to go into the news media, and he got a, a gig with MSNBS. And he was even too crazy for MSNBS. And apparently, he's not a nice guy, not good to work with. I don't know if any of that's true. Uh, and it wouldn't be fair to him for me to to opine. 
but I've heard bad things about him. But anyway, his his attitude, his his approach to dealing with other people, discussing things, ain't good. It ain't good. I mean, he's over the line. He's more Don Lemon than Don Lemon. The only thing separating Keith Oberman and Don Lemon is that's a bad joke. I shouldn't tell that one. Uh, but Keith Oberman uh, got owned by Megan Kelly. You might want to leave people who are smarter, more talented than you. Keith, leave them alone. You know, they say don't poke the bear. There's a reason they say don't poke the bear. Don't spit to the wind. Don't pull the mask on the old Lone Ranger. And you don't screw around with people who are smarter than you and more capable of eradicating you intellectually and ideologically, Keith. Now go back and get in the bathtub, bathtub boy. Uh, you can Google Keith Oberman bathtub boy if you want to know what's behind that, my friends. But uh, also have some some humorous news. Apparently, uh, or or transportation transportation secretary uh, Pete Buttigieg. Um, he, uh, he's kind of a, what, what we would call a miserable failure as transportation secretary. Uh, he doesn't seem to know what the hell he's doing. The only thing he can apparently do is get on TV on some interview or radio or wherever and accuse roads, highways, interstates, uh, back roads, country roads, uh, who knows, maybe mud puddles too, of being racist. That's right. Our transportation system is beset, according to Mayor, I'm sorry, and he's not Mayor Pete, he's Secretary Pete now, uh, is just, it's all racism. White supremacy, racism, patriarchalism, I don't even know. He's probably making some new stuff up right now to accuse the interstate of being. And uh, the Babylon Bee has a, well, it has a reputation for Using humor, sarcasm, it's one of my favorite sites, it's greatness, humor and sarcasm, and mixing that in with facts, parody, and you shake it all up and you get the Babylon Bee. Classic comedy, most of the time, is you take something and you parody it. You parody it. You you stretch a little bit, you exaggerate, you embellish the hair, and you, you can mock somebody or a group or whatever and make people laugh. It's a wonderful gift. But here's the latest headline from the Babylon Bee. Actually, yesterday's headline I saw. 62 million journalists. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. I am sorry. Wrong. Click the wrong link there. Open the wrong window. Uh, Buttigieg, here it is, announces closure of interstate system for 8 to 10 days as highways undergo racial sensitivity training. You know, it's it's an absurd headline. It's meant to be funny, meant to poke fun at, at liberalism. But I'm waiting for the day this actually happens. I've said it many times. I've written it on the Daily Gator. You cannot, you can no longer parody the left. No matter how ridiculous, how asinine, how over the top you go with something, uh, to say, oh, the left will probably do this one day, they've probably already done it or are doing it. You can't par- out parody th- themselves. You can't parody themselves more than they already do. And they're getting further and further and further and further and further away from reality. And Pete Buttigieg is one of these. Transportation secretary, every question he's asked, 
when he's not pretending to ride a bicycle in Washington, D.C. because he's so green, uh, is, is how racist the interstate system is. And here's a little more from the Babylon Bee, what they wrote. Uh, in a move sure to reduce road accidents among black and brown communities, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg has announced the immediate closure of the interstate system for eight to ten days so highways can undergo racial sensitivity training. Uh, Mayor Pete said, we've got a crisis here in America where highways, bridges, even parking lots are allowed to racistly hurt drivers of color. Uh, Buttigieg said during an interview with Al Sharpton, who is still alive, um, on MSNBS, which is still alive, as a gay man, uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said, I feel it is my duty to get to the bottom of this issue, racist roads. Buttigieg explained that any highway refusing the, tra- <laughs> the training would be banned from use and possibly relegated to the asphalt lines. Uh, training modules you need to know these these are important they will include why black asphalt perpetuates negative racial stereotypes bridges and tribal citizens an essay seen to the interpretive dance uh the empowering power of blackness in asphalt why minority deaths will always be your fault and how to prevent them Fender benders and their origins in a secret meeting between Hitler and the KKK. And finally, choo-choo trains are not racist and are fun. And there you go, my friends. There you go. That's your Babylon B for the day. Almost. Because there is more. The story I referenced a couple seconds ago, a few minutes ago there. Uh, Open the wrong, wrong uh, window. Uh, here's another great headline from the Babylon Bee. 62 million journalists, celebs, dead after losing blue checks. I was on Twitter the other night, and Jason Alexander, who played George on Seinfeld, uh, Alyssa Milano, who plays lots of roles, um, she was like a child actress. So, you know, you grow up with this cute, adorable girl, you grow into a beautiful young woman, turned into a smoking hot woman, and now is just really turning into a, a Karen, uh, even though she's not blonde with short hair. Uh, but there were some other, other celebrities, too, who were griping, bitching, whining, moaning, because uh, evil Elon Musk wants, to, wants them to pay $8 per month, $96 per annum, per year. To have their blue check mark. Well, the blue check mark gives you privileges. And it's odd that these people who are always talking about white privilege and 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 talking about America being so against so against people who don't have privilege, they seem to like their damn privilege. And apparently they don't want to have to pay 96 bucks a month for uh, for a blue check mark to verify them on Twitter. You think they'd want that, but they're afraid they're going to lose followers and lose business and lose publicity and whatever. Whining, crying, moaning, bitching. I don't know how much uh, Jason Alexander makes for playing George Costanza's uh, or George Costanza. By the way, I don't know what he gets in royalty checks every. I don't know when they go out annually, monthly. I don't know, but. Seinfeld is one of the greatest shows ever. To me, it's the funniest show I've ever seen in my life. 
And he was he was excellent as the character George Costanza. He was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And he, as far as I'm concerned, he deserves every royalty checks he gets. I don't care if he's a crazy left-wing liberal nutcase. But he's on Twitter whining and crying, I'm quitting Twitter. I'm not going to be here anymore. You people want to lose me. You'll never see me again. I swear, I'm running away from home. And on and on and on and Alyssa Milano, this, you're trying to kill me. You're trying to destroy me. You're trying to erase me. Seriously, 96 bucks a year. Literally, $96 per year. $8 per month. And they can't afford to pay it. It's just not right. This is the the uh, leftist problems in the world. This is what's important to leftists. Leftism, my friends, is a an ideology of many things. One of those things is narcissism. These people are narcissistic as hell. It's all about them. The left typically is everything's about them. Everything's about their, their feelings, their story, their blog, their latest post, their this, their that. Actually, no, you're not that important. I mean, celebrities have fans. That's great. That's, that's wonderful. But people who think they deserve special things just because their name is known by a lot of people. I mean, let's be honest. Alyssa Milano was smoking hot at one time. Okay. She had a couple TV shows. Uh, she had some movies. Some she was not clothed in. Those are my favorites somehow. Um, but what has she ever done? to deserve this privilege that she just wants bestowed upon her. The left loves to be duplicitous. They love to bitch about privilege and how unfair it is, but they'll take advantage of theirs. And when they think they might lose even a smidgen of that privilege, they whine and cry like little babies. Very sad. Very, very sad, my friends. So to all you celebrities out there bitching and whining and moaning and groaning because you're going to lose your blue check mark, 96 bucks. Seriously. Seriously. Grow up. Now, where should we go? We could go to Bearing Arms. And Gabby Giffords, who was uh, Arizona's uh, representative, I believe, she was shot by some psychopath. Uh, while during, I think she was giving a speech. Uh, she miraculously survived, thank God. And she has since been a leading voice for gun control, gun control, gun control, gun control, gun control, because we don't have enough gun laws and guns are inherently evil and they, they're possessed by Satan and they come to life by themselves and are magical things that just go off and kill people randomly. No, bad people do bad things. Giffords, Miss Giffords, uh, bad people do bad things. They use guns, they use hammers, they use a lot of things. They use buses. They rent trucks and cars and use them. That's happened over the past few years several times. Uh, they use whatever tools they can find to commit evil acts because they are evil people. They're deranged. They're lunatics, whatever the case. And I'm sorry, but because you were shot in the head, and I am very happy that you survived. God bless you for that. Uh, and I'm sorry you had to go through that because you didn't deserve to go through that. But someone shot you in the head 
So I should give up my right to, to own firearms. And yes, Gabby Gifford said that. I'll get to that in a minute. You know, you were shot in the head, and I'm sorry for that, by a psychopath. Now, myself, on October 1st of 1998, I've referenced the story before, going on 20, 28 years ago almost, or 25 years ago, excuse me. Some guy decided he was going to rob the restaurant and hold up, I guess, stick up the manager, a mug, rob, whatever, maybe go back inside, empty the safe. I don't know. But as I stepped out and the door closed, again, locked door, takes, takes two or three keys to open it so I couldn't just jump back in the door. Uh, I saw feet under the stair, under the uh, bottom of the uh, fire escape behind the building, right where my car was parked. And I stepped back to look and see exactly because there's homeless people in downtown Dallas, uh, like all cities. And, and, you know, generally it's, it's one of the homeless people just trying to get some sleep or do whatever. So as I, I, I did that, I pulled my pistol out and I had it at the ready because I didn't know who was behind there. And then the person kind of half turned to face me pulling down a mask, a ski mask type thing with one hand and try starting to raise a nick, a uh, pistol, a revolver towards me. Again, my firearm was already out. I pointed directly at that person and said, get out of here. They paused for a second. I decided if they didn't go, they were going to be shot. Uh, probably today I might've shot them anyway. Not to hurt them, but me today, I might actually have pulled the trigger. I was much younger, and uh, again, that, I wasn't scared at the time. Later, I was I was shaky and, and you know, kind of freaked out. But when it happened, I wasn't. But he decided to run away. I'm glad he did. I hope he got his life straight. But because you were shot by a maniac, I don't know what this maniac had in mind for me. I had a firearm to defend myself, Miss Giffords. Why would you take that from me? Why, as a victim of violence, would you wish others to be helpless victims of violence? I don't understand that about the left. I really don't. Please explain that to me sometime. Uh, anybody. doesn't have to be Gabby Giffords, but somebody. Explain why mass shooters almost always pick gun-free zones. Whoa, it's interesting. And tell me why, God, tell me why the, all the Democrats seem to want is more gun-free zones. More victims. I thought they wanted to protect victims, to prevent shootings. Yet mention arming uh, teachers, whoever in school, trained people to school, uh, police, having ex-military, ex-FBI, ex-law enforcement, maybe in schools. Make sure there's a, there's a good guy with a gun, so to speak, at every school, at least. No, they, they freak out and start screaming about more guns, more guns. I, I don't understand this mentality because the numbers are very clear. Very clear. Guns prevent more violence than they ever cause. They help more good people than they do bad people. How many times, most of the time, well over 
the uh, the gun is ever fired, it's never used. But it's there, and it prevents a crime or ends a crime every day. If the news media did their job and reported all the defensive gun uses, as often as they spouted out the ignorant term gun violence, America would have a different mindset. Enough about that. I don't want to get too sidetracked on one issue. Um, And this is, uh, well, from Red State. Check my time here. From Red State, uh, Florida, the state of Florida, has scored a huge win for free and fair elections over Mark Elias and an Obama judge. Uh, that would be another win for Ron DeSantis. I say it that way to, to hack off the, not the 95, 98% of Trump fans who want, who want him to be the nominee. Not, I don't care about them. They're fine. It's the wackos who keep smearing everybody that even, and smearing DeSantis falsely. Lying. This, and the lie gets repeated and repeated and repeated. It's shameful. Absolutely shameful. I don't get that. If you can win, win, but don't cheat. Don't do what liberals do. And it's odd because more of the attacks on the Santos from the Trump people are more left-wing attacks than they are right-wing attacks. Explain this, this mystery to me. Is winning so important that you have to sell all your values down the river? Okay? I, I don't get it. But anyway, on Thursday... A panel of the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals handed Florida Governor Ron DeSantis a huge victory over Mark Elias, uh, judicial overreach and industrial strength stupidity. There's plenty of that in America today. By a two-to-one decision with an Obama judge dissenting, the panel upheld nearly all of Florida's overhaul of voting rules in May of 2021. I would call it controversial. Uh, but it was the it was only controversial to people whose lives uh, depend upon supporting voter fraud. And this is uh, a red state uh, person named Strife posted it. S T R E I F F. However you pronounce that name, there you go. Here's some background. In 2021, May of 2021, the Florida Legislature passed a major overhaul of state election law. Uh, of course, the left calls this voter intimidation, voter restriction, uh, for, uh, forbidding the people the right to vote, targeting black people, taking your right to vote away. All, I got blah, 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 BS. The law's goals were to make elections more transparent and trustworthy while outlawing known abuses of the system, particularly those abuses that came into being based on the whim of unelected officials and judges to allegedly allow the system to cope with an election during a pandemic. And you don't think the left used that to uh, come as close to cheating as they possibly could in 2020? You're obscenely out of touch with reality. Under SB 90, uh, voters can still request, listen closely, this is not what the left says, but understand facts. Voters can still request to vote by mail instead of voting in person. However, there's been some changes Voters can submit a vote-by-mail application. It outlawed the mass mailing of ballots, which should have never been approved. All requests for ballots have to be accompanied by a Florida driver's license number 
ID number or the last four digits of the applicant's Social Security number. Okay, what's the problem with that? Why would anyone have a problem with that? Uh, drop boxes outside the permanent election office must be located to give all voters an equal opportunity to use them. Drop boxes may only be used for early voting. They must be monitored by staff from the election supervisor's office. Drop box locations must be announced 30 days before an election and cannot be changed after that date. All boxes must be emptied by the end of voting hours, listening carefully each day. Convicted felons must check a box declaring their voting rights have been restored on the voter registration form. Damn Republicans want proof. How dare they? Democrats are trying to cheat, and you want proof that they can't cheat. Racist Republicans. The state must create and maintain a secure website for online voter registration. In addition, there are risk management requirements that accompany this provision. All electronic devices and networks used for voting must be screened for vulnerabilities and protected from cyber attacks. Uh, voter, turner, voter turnout data must be made available to the public in real time. Florida DMV must cooperate with the Florida Secretary of State's office in tracking voter address changes. Uh, Third-party voter registration organizations must register with the state whether or not they distribute or collect voter registration applications. And there's a whole nother, whole slew of uh, more regulations, more controls to make it more secure. And again, the Democrats are raising hell. But that would be a win for Governor DeSantis. Seems like he's he's winning a lot. Huh. Seems like the state of Florida's winning a lot. So the question is, why would anyone be opposed to securing votes, securing voter authenticity, uh, election integrity? Why would the Democrats be against this? I think we all know why, my friends. Uh, please go to Red State. Uh, the headline again, Florida scores huge win for free and fair elections over Mark Elias and an Obama judge, uh, April 27th, uh, yesterday evening, I, I came across it. That's when it was posted. So there, there you go. And now to wrap up lies aimed at disarming you is the name of the piece by Rob Morris of slow facts. He is a uh, firearms guy. He writes mainly about firearms, self-defense, things like that. He writes, lies come in shape in many shapes and sizes. Some are simple exaggerations. Some are absurd falsehoods. Unfortunately, we tend to believe a bald lie if it is expressed with enough emotion. That outrage also keeps viewers watching and clicking, so the press is often more interested in outrage than in truth. Bullseye. Is that a bingo? Is that a Yahtzee? Is that a you just nailed it moment or what? Absolutely the case. A lie doesn't become the truth if it is repeated, but the lie may help politicians get reelected if it is repeated by enough likely voters. We need to call out every lie we see, even if that means calling respected elected officials liars, because frankly, many of them are. Congressman Jamal Brown, you lie. Representative Jimmy Gomez, you lie. You lie because you say you want to save lives, yet you pretend that more gun control laws will actually protect our kids. 
That is a lie. I'll prove it right now. So here's what uh, Rob Morse writes. Great question. Why would politicians hide behind the truth or hide the truth rather behind their emotional outbursts? The simple answer is that politicians lie to get what they want. They want press coverage and campaign contributions. Democratic Congressman uh, Jimmy Gomez of California said that Republicans should resign from office if they are not going to pass more gun control legislation. Democratic Representative Jamal Brown of New York yelled at reporters that Republicans won't do shit when it comes to gun violence. Implied is that the lie is the lie rather that the gun control laws actually save lives. And that anyone who won't pass more gun control laws is either corrupt or heartless. Both claims are a lie. Maybe if their Democrat-controlled cities weren't so corrupt, then there would be fewer young men shooting at each other on the streets of the congressman's districts. I think gun control is the distraction from their many failures. Gun control costs lives and endangers our children in school. Before you can believe that, you need to know that armed defense by ordinary citizens is common. Yes, you heard what I said. You read exactly what he wrote. Armed self-defense is common. We use a firearm to stop death or great bodily injury about 2.8 million times per year. That is over 4,600 times a day. So even if you could believe the BS from places like the Gun Violence Archives and leftist politicians about how many mass shootings there have been this year, 4,600 times every day. Imagine if the left had the way no one had a gun. There was no concealed carry, no constitutional carry, no open carry, no ability to carry a, a, a weapon with you to protect you, no ability to have one in your home. You're talking about 4,600 more violent crimes committed against innocent people every damn day. Democrats know, they may not know the specific number, but they know that gun control will not work. They know it will cost people their lives. They don't care. They care about their political power more than anything else. And I think Jimmy Gomez of California and Jamal Brown of New York, frankly, Put them right, right here. I'll say it to their damn lying faces because they don't care about anything but their own damn power because they're leftists. Leftists don't like people. They don't want people power. They don't want to uh, have individuals making decisions. They don't like personal sovereignty. They like the state. They like big government and they like control over you, me, everybody, because they are the enlightened ones, they think. They're the bigger, better, smarter people. We're just peons that should kneel at their feet and kiss their toes because they're taking care of us. Again, over 4,600 times per day, someone uses a firearm to protect themselves. In addition, ordinary citizens with a gun prevented several million more crimes than that. Your armed neighbors probably stopped tens of thousands of murders. Armed citizens probably stopped over 100,000 sexual assaults. 
These armed good guys stopped an immense amount of harm. That is good. But our virtue does not stop there. We started to train and arm volunteer school staff a decade ago after the mass murder at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut. We have accumulated several thousand man years of experience with those armed volunteers. You might have missed that their efforts worked in the best possible way. Their mere presence prevented attacks at their school. Let me underline that for you, Rob Morse writes. We have never had a mass murder at a school that had a program of trained and armed school staff. Never. Never. That's a big word. Perspective is everything when we want to understand the truth. Only one criminal out of six uses a firearm in the commission of a violent crime. Criminals use firearms about a quarter million times each year, and they violate our gun control laws millions of times each year. And newsflash, folks, uh, they just uh, laugh at the new ones, too, especially when you got some EDAs now not even enforcing them. That means, Rob Morse concludes, that gun control is a failure. In contrast, we defend ourselves with firearms about 2.8 million times every year. Mass murders take about 600 lives a year. 2.8 million? 600. Think about that. We protected hundreds of thousands of our children with armed school volunteers. If you haven't heard it before, then I'm telling you now, armed defense is much more common than the criminal use of firearms. The media, silent. They will never talk about this. Gun control politicians say their laws disarm criminals. In fact, their 23,000 gun control regulations disarm far more honest citizens than criminals. Mass murders deliberately attack us in gun-free zones where we are disarmed by law. Politicians and the news media don't tell us everything we need to know to make a reasoned decision. It is deadly public policy to solve a problem by creating a larger one. We can't save hundreds of lives by sacrificing tens of thousands. If we really want to save lives, then we'd repeal our gun control laws rather than passing more of them. That won't work for gun control politicians who need to shout in public to get reelected. If gun control advocates really wanted to save lives then they would stop lying. But leftism is an ideology, not only of narcissism, but lying. Rob Morrison asks, how many more innocent lives should we sacrifice on the altar of gun control? He writes, I'm giving you facts, but facts don't matter to gun control ideologues. For them, the idea of gun control is an end in itself rather than an instrumental means to save lives. Mass murder, mass murders rather, are simply an excuse to disarm more honest citizens. I'm not running for office, but I am trying to influence your opinion. Lies matter when we want to deceive. Facts matter when we want to save lives. Time and again, Democrats and socialists in the USA have said that only Democrats care about children. And everyone else doesn't care if kids die, I'm calling that a lie. Lives matter to me and they matter to you. It is uncomfortable to call someone a liar, but it gets easier with practice. I did I did uh, I did it this time. I'm asking you to do it the next time you hear them lie about us. 
There's so much more I could have said, and I struggled to keep this under 800 words. I hope I chose the best arguments. If you would add more, what would you leave out? Uh, please comment and share. Again, Robert Morris from uh, Slowfax, slowfax.wordpress.com. Uh, Lies aimed at dis- disarming you is the name of the post. Excellent piece. Rob Morris is is one of the best out there, my friends. The fact is, the lies of gun control have killed God knows how many people. You have so many people in America that have bought these lies. And they bought into them in large part because the media won't do their job. Yes, I'm looking at you too, Fox. If you're still on the air, unless you've run someone else off. I suspect, by the way, Greg Gutfield isn't long for uh, for Fox News. Uh, I think he's probably had it with Geraldo and, and the whole network. And he's now their most popular guy. It was Tucker, then Greg, and, and it's now it's Gutfeld. And he's one of the most entertaining people. And Fox is, is not in the news business. They're kind of tangentially in the information business anymore. But really, they have a, a lackluster lineup now for the most part. No Bongino. Soon no no Gutfeld, I assume. Uh, Several people will leave when he leaves, I'm sure. Uh, No more Tucker Carlson. Hannity's had the same same show for five years now. Nothing personal against John Hannity, but it's the truth. It's it's really sad, you know. Uh, And all it takes is enough guts to stand up. But corporations don't because... They're worried about losing money. They're worried about lawsuits. They're worried about a bad image, bad PR. And I think CNN has shown with Don Lemon, the Don Lemon debacle, that uh, you don't really gain anything by keeping troublemakers and loudmouths and miscreants around instead of firing them as Don Lemon should have been fired years ago, frankly. As uh, the George Costanza of the media uh, uh, what is this now? Brian Stelter, as he showed. Folks, you got to be patient. You got to work hard and you got to believe. And too many people are losing hope in conservatism and American values and the vision of our founders. Don't lose hope. We ain't done We're not done. But make sure that when you share information on Facebook, Twitter, wherever, uh, make sure you source everything. Make sure you can support what you say. And don't be afraid to fact check people and call them out to to their faces on Twitter. It'll be some media member, some big shot politician. And yeah, they'll never respond to you. They might block you. They might uh, mute you. But they will not come after you. They'll try to move away. They expect us to quit at a certain point. There's too much pressure to bear. Because they know you're, you've got family. You've got things you're doing. You're building a small business. You're running your small business. You're worried about your kids. You're worried about this, that, and the other thing. And yeah, they expect that you'll just wear down after a while. Don't wear down. Keep going. 
Keep pushing. There's so many outlets you can go out and communicate with people. Do it responsibly. Always tell the truth. Always source things. And if you make a mistake somewhere, my advice, uh, own up to it. In fact, make it the case that you're going to go out and proactively say, you know, I said this on Twitter or this on Facebook. I shouldn't have. I was wrong. Here's here's the correct information. I apologize. Gives yourself credibility. If I ever make a mistake, I will own up to it. I will feel terrible about it until I own up to it. And I'll still feel terrible about it. Our media is crooked. It's corrupt. Us being crooked and corrupt? No, not us. We're the good guys. We're the loyal, patriotic Americans. And let me say one more thing. I've heard a lot of people use the term disloyal in regards to the presidential race that's going to be next year. I'm loyal to America, to the United States of America. I'm loyal to this republic, this constitutional republic. I'm not loyal to any politician. I will support politicians if they do the right thing, if they put America in front first where it should be, then I will support them. If not, I will call them out on it. And calling your fellow Americans, your fellow patriots, your fellow conservatives disloyal because they prefer this person over that person. I don't know what kind of weed you've been smoking, but you need to leave the left-handed cigarettes alone, my friends. There's a lot of people you might call disloyal, a lot of politicians you can call to the carpet for not caring enough about this country. But I guarantee you, the ideological right, which I am on, is rock solid. All we have to do is learn that criticizing someone, disagreeing on a position, isn't isn't uh, isn't thing that it should end respect and regard. But lying, smearing others for no reason, enough, enough. Stop it. If you can't wound with facts, then you shouldn't be in the game, quite frankly. This is Doug Hagen for the Daily Gator blog. Love y'all. Thank you very much for watching. God bless you, my friends. It is Friday, 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 Friday. And uh, tomorrow I'll do another one of these. I appreciate y'all very much. Be good. God bless America. If you're left, you just ain't writing. Go Gators. Three golden rules of this blog and of my life, my friends. Y'all be good. Take care. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Don't give up. Keep fighting. This country is worth it. Y'all be good, you knuckleheads.